0: love
1: talk radio oh you (laughs) motherfucker okay all right They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the the, the chairman of General Mills. What What I'm talking about is when you chop my dough down one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic that is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying?
0: It's Manic Monday, June 27, 2016 My post-birthday show And I want to thank you guys all for the birthday wishes I don't think that I was able to thank each and every one of you individually Especially on my Facebook, people that know me, my friends and family personally I always try to, you know, like the little, you know, happy birthday One of my pet peeves is the HBD, like happy birthday Like if you're not even going to spell out a whole sentence Like what what is it all for? So long story short tonight's show is called um, Alchemy on Manic Monday, and it's about the culmination of epiphanies during my birthday week, and I was very fortunate to experience camping with my family. I'd never been camping before. I thought it was something that homeless people did or just, you know, other people did, and so I went, I did all the research, I got a 12-person Ozark tent, uh, three-bedroom, it's like a divider thing, definitely a good buy, I got food, supplies, liquor, packed my family up, and we went, Um, and it was always about a celebration on my birthday, because we grew up poor, but the funny thing is that we didn't know that we were poor because birthdays were always cake, ice cream, pizza, wings, you know. And the funny thing is we never really did birthday parties with, like, other kids, like, where you invited the whole class. It was more or less like your cousins and, you know, your family. And then you sang happy birthday. Your mom might have made a cake or she might have got it from D Camillos or something like that or tops. And then – um They were always a huge deal in my family. It was like a holiday. So my family was always so strict with finances all year round that, you know, my mom was a seamstress, so she made my dresses. We had a garden. We picked our own cucumbers and tomatoes and lettuce, and we didn't eat any junk food until I was damn near in my teens. And we never felt in love because we didn't have things. You know, we always had nice shoes and nice clothes, just not a lot, you know. So my father hunted, we ate the meat that he killed, whether it was rabbit, whether it was deer, whatever. We didn't eat out, and public assistance meant that a man couldn't support his family at the time and was not something that you were on for years and years and years and years. And now that I'm able to have... Things I prefer to be around my people during times of celebration And if I look to my left and then I look to my right And you weren't there on my birthday in body or spirit You are not my people And there ain't no better way to say that Than the fact that you're not my friend, lover, or confidant I wouldn't even let them eat cake Like how they say, let them eat cake I wouldn't even fucking let you do that so, I feel like you simply don't exist to me i don't have time to clutter my life with inconsistencies, and my people are always there and always will be and i don 't have to do anything special but be denise and I appreciate in my life that in my life at this point so tonight 's show is basically alchemy, which is the culmination of you know different things, and some of it believe you know some people believe that it starts in um Egyptian culture, and some people believe it started in Chinese culture and Western culture. Or things like that and um, I just think that you know it's funny because Saladin you know that's my brother he's my son's godfather Um, and congratulations to the class of 2016 so even though my son (laughs) is only going in you know into the seventh grade it's still a huge huge rite of passage if you're following me on Facebook you can see the photos that I posted my son chose to wear a grand boo-boo which is a true uh, Ghanian, true Ghana um, African outfit that is worn by the chief and you know, you know, elder tribesmen, and definitely during rite of passages. And my son chose to wear that to honor his African heritage. Even though his father is Dominican, he still acknowledges his Black roots, and I'm sure he'll do something for his eighth grade graduation in high school to commemorate his Dominican side, his father's side. But my son still identifies as black. If that skin is brown, you're black, son. So. I also um, have A situation where you know We had to also bring awareness to the fact That you know there was massive flooding In Ghana and so although we're talking About these massacres and things that are Happening here in the U.S. let's also talk about You know everybody's pray for Paris nobody said Pray for Ghana so my son wanted to bring Awareness to that as well so that when people asked Him like why would you wear that or what did you wear That for it's very simple you know I want to bring awareness to this and I want To do that and that's what he Did and so me I wore a traditional Traditional Indian sari. So, although I am not Indian, when I say Indian, I mean red dot, not feather. But um, when I say I wore traditional Indian sari, it was actually a gift that was given to me by um, someone that I knew. And he says to me, you know, my wife's been gone for five months, six months, whatever. And he says, and you look like you're about her size. I have some traditional outfits that, you know, either she didn't get to wear or whatever. And I have one that I really want you to have. And so. You know, people mourn things differently, you know, and so for me, when my mom passed, I gave away a lot of her stuff because I didn't need things to remind me of her. Certain little things that are stupid things that really probably don't have any, you know, monetary value, but, you know, I gave up. My mom had, like, for some reason, she had, like, 40 watches. So I divvied them up and gave each one of my aunts, which were her sisters or people that she looked at as her sisters, got like four or five watches. You know what I mean? That's just, that's what we did. And, um, you know, just things like that. Like my mom had like all these loose stones of her birthstone. So although they don't, they're not worth anything because they're loose, once I set them into something you know there was enough stones that I can give my nieces all three of my nieces and my nephew and my son all five of the grandbabies um get them something like a set of earrings a pendant or a, a tie bar um or a tie bar that they you know will commemorate like something that their grandmother left for them so I had enough stuff to do things like that because I don't need things to remember my mother you know my mom was a mom so as I, you know, watch my son, and it was just very endearing today, we were cleaning out some of the things in her house, and I actually found an envelope. Now, I'm a pack rat, like, for real. I save everything, like, literally, like, receipts, plane tickets, <laughs> like, like, everything. Not for proof, but just for nostalgia purposes. I'm a moon child. That's what we do. So I found this envelope that my mom had of me and my stepsisters and my stepbrother. Like, dude, she had literal stuff from, like, 1987, 19, 1989, 1990s, when I competed in NAACP stuff, and when I was, you know, writing for the student newspaper, things that I had completely forgotten about when I was in the sixth grade. So here's my son graduating the sixth grade, and to see him go forward, and he's literally taking the exact same path. I have not spoken to my son about writing for the student newspaper. I had not spoken to my son about writing plays when I was his age, which my son has published his own book, book Journal of the Kid Waiting to be King, available on Amazon, um, and Space, but it's on Amazon, and he published it through my company, but that's my son, Boom, and it's just very amazing to look at Whatever is around your child That's what influences them You know, so if you are The weed smoking parent If you are the parent that You know what I'm saying Is never home with your kid You have to look at everything else That is influencing them So my mom, you know Worked 3 to 11 So that was a shift That I never wanted to work Because I'm like I don't want to work that shift Because I feel like you miss So many things In your children's lives So I chose to do something else so for my son, I'm always around, but it's just like unless you're around your kids like that, you still don't you know, you still don't know your kids. So I thought it fit to allow my friend to bring his friend D, which you guys can see pictures of D from a year ago, two years ago. He's vacationed with us. Um and if you guys aren't following me on Instagram, it's at miss D Scott. And um you know, he brought his sister with him because it's always, you know, it's right of passage time. So I can sit here and say, you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that. But the point of the matter is is he's attracted to girls, pretty little girls at that, nice girls or girls that are nice to him. doesn't matter, you know, race, religion, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. As um, long as they're nice. If you like them, hey, I like them. So for my son, it was just very um, – It was just very endearing to see him with peers, we'll say, because he's an only child, so he's not, you know what I'm saying? So you get to really see who your children are when they're with other children. Now, I could sit here and tell you that, I could tell you everything about my child. However, I can't really suitably tell you how he is to other people. I only know how he is in this house and when he's around our family. So I found out that my son is the antagonist that's what he is. You know what I'm saying? So which would, which would make sense, but he's the antagonist. He is the kid that won't let shit go. He is the shit starter, the shit stirrer. He's going to, you know what I'm saying? Like he's going to really, he's not the button presser, but he's kind of like, okay, well this person said this, this and this. And several times over the weekend, I had to tell him like, let it go, you know? And the thing is, is that it makes sense because although I'm not the antagonist in a situation, I come from the position of fuck you, right? So what the fuck are you going to say or do to me? And so I think that when you have a mom like me, you have to accept responsibility for the fact that your son is a shit star. That's what he does. And he's big. So it, it, it kind of is kind of like, like, okay, yeah, this person said this, but what are you going to do about it? I'm 160 pounds. I'm in the sixth grade. I'm 12. What? You know what I mean? I will drag you. Like that's, that's what, you know, and then I also – Watch how my son interacts with females and interacts with guests. Like, you know, he was making sure, do you want some bottled water? Do you want something to eat? And making sure that, you know, I'm like, hey, you got something. Did you make sure that your guests had something? You know, because these are things that as a young girl that I was taught, like if you have company, which company 99% of the time was your cousins, you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have outsiders in our home. We just really didn't. Like I, I really can't think of a time when I had friends over my house when I was under the age of 16. Now, as I got older my mom was going to work, like I had to hang out house, like when my mom was at work, but everybody knew at like 1045, you had to like scatter like, you know, ants and roaches. Cause you know, my mom was coming home and I had 15 minutes to clean up the whole house and, you know, taking care of my brothers and my little sister later on in life. But you know, it was just very interesting to see my son and his element. So these are the things that I wanted for my birthday was just to be around family. So we had Saladin. We had my stepfather, which a lot of people don't know that my stepfather was also a moon child. His birthday is the day after mine. Um, So you have me, you have my stepdad, you have Saladin, which we couldn't do it without him because he's one of those nature people. So we were like, what the fuck are we going to do without Saladin? Like we wouldn't know like nothing about nothing. I don't know how to build a fire. You know, I didn't bring kerosene. I didn't, I don't know how to do anything. So I just know how to show up. However, I do know how to cook and I do know how to, you know, make breakfast, lunch, dinner and things like that and make sure everybody's fed. That's that's one of my biggest things is that I would, I don't want to entertain anybody and ever run out of food. You know, and people that have been in my house since Saladin will tell you, like, he'll come over, and if he looks, like, a little famished, I'll be like, hey, you hungry? Because I could just whip up a soup real quick. And I ain't talking about out of a can. I'm talking about, like, I'll just, you know, throw some adobo and some, some seasonings and some spices and make a quick miso soup and some cornbread or something, you know, whatever, a sandwich, something, you know. And we don't eat pork in my house, so we don't, you know, mix the two. So, you know, it, it is what it is. So we get out. We pack everything up, and then so it was me, my stepfather Saladin, my son, his best friend, the best friend's sister, three young ladies that I work with, and um, all in their 20s and 30s, late 20s, early 30s, and then my sister, and then her home homeboy came as well. So you have 11 of us in a 12-person Ozark tent, which it's the red one that I got. It's three bedroom. It has the partition, everything. It's amazing. So I am, you know, was was excited about it. It has like the drop top roof, like I read all the reviews on it. You know, it was literally if I didn't know anything about camping, it was perfect weather. It wasn't too windy. So we get out there, which was in the Finger Lake regions, we went to Tuffahannock Park. Um, it's spelled real fucking crazy. So I'll if you guys are following me on um I also write for TripAdvisor, what a lot of people don't know. So, I mean, I'm one of the top contributors for the entire New York area, like the entire state. Like, I'm in, like, I think, like the top ten. So I always do um, reviews on things like that just to give you guys, like, the the know-all for everything. And what I didn't know is that when you book a camping site, because you can't just, like, show up on the camping site. Let's just keep it G You have to, like, just like you would do a hotel. Like, I had to book that shit, like, 30 days in advance. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't know who was coming, who wasn't coming, because people will always tell you that they're going to come and then they don't show up. So it's like I still have to keep it moving. One monkey don't stop, no show. So I've never really, aside from like a few years back, had a date on my birthday. So that's where these epiphanies come from um, on my birthday, because my birthday is almost like New Year's Eve. It's, it's that important in my calendar of events. It really is because your birthday is a time of, and I don't really get into like, oh, my God, it's my 40th or my 41st or whatever, whatever. All birthdays are important, and all birthdays you should be doing what it is that you want to do. So on my birthday, I just wanted to be around friends and family. I wanted to have some drinks, and I wanted to be carefree. I wanted to be in the woods. I wanted to read my spell books. I wanted to, you know, play with my tarot cards. Yes, I do play with tarot cards. No, I do not worship the devil because that's a common misconception that black people think that anything other than Jesus, is devil and that's not that's not correct i mean and in fact if you go through to some of the cuban they still practice santeria those people that you see in like the white hats and the white head wraps and the white outfits that's all santeria which is actually a form of voodoo you know what you guys would call it and then one of the first people that actually brought witchcraft to america was a black slave named tituba so people just need to know their history a little bit more about divinity because if you're going to acknowledge one then you need to be acknowledging all things that exist in the universe now I don't believe in fucking aliens but you know that's just me because I've never seen one so but I've seen a demon and I've seen an angel so when I and I say that I mean in the physical form like as I've seen someone act demonic and I've seen someone that was just purely angelic that came out of nowhere so I believe in those things so for my birthday, we get out there. The girls are out there, and it's it's an amazing ride. It's about two and a half hours away from Niagara Falls. So to me, it was like one of the, you know, my perfect birthdays because I just want to be at peace on my birthday. So all week long I had, you know, taken vacation, and I, I, I tried to take an, a vacation from the world, from everything. So I take vacation. So I have been off since last Monday, like nothing to do. When I say nothing to do, I'm talking about, I slept one day. I drank this really great bottle of wine. Another day, it's called Gold Rush. What is it called? Actually, I gotta look it up. It's it's from Niagara Scarpman. It's again, if you're on my Instagram at miss.d.scott, and you look at um, the photos of um, me on um, The strawberry moon, which is the harvest moon that, you know, Native Americans commemorated. This was the first time in 70 years that there was a full moon, harvest moon at that, the strawberry moon, on summer solstice, which marks the beginning of my week, of my birthday. So I'm sitting there, and I'm drinking, I forget what it's called. I think it's called Gold Rush or something like that, but it's very delicious, and it gives you the feeling of a red wine like you would on a Carmonier or on a Malbec. However, it's a white wine and that is great. So I end up drinking that, and then, you know, just I did a bunch of nothing because I'm my whole life I'm always doing something. Like, my birthdays have been fucking extravaganzas. And, I mean, if you're following me on Facebook from when I lived in Tampa to us, you know, trotting off to Puerto Rico to us doing that for my girlfriend's birthday, for Mexico, Bermuda, behind, like, I've done it all, but I've just never done normal shit, and so that's why – Normal shit is very endearing to me. Like if someone can say like, "Let's go have a picnic," like that is the shit to me. Because I'm like, wow, I know, you know. And so for me, it's more about connection right now than it is about sex. Than it is about, oh my god, I want to be your girlfriend. Than it is about oh, my God, I'm trying to get married. Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. I'm just trying to connect with you on a different level so that when we have to part ways, if we part ways, neither one of us is going to forget each other and there will not be that negative energy when we see each other because I feel like in my, you know, post-30s, post-divorce, there was a lot of negative energy between me and people when we left relationships. So, like, for example, the character, Victor, that's in my book, he didn't even call me for my birthday. Now, this is a man that I've known... For a decade Literally When I say a decade Like I'm talking about literally a decade I've been there for this man for everything Didn't even call me But that's because he's wallowing in his own fucking depression Or whatever it is But unfortunately No matter what I was doing Birthdays are better Like listen Christmas can fuck off Like birthdays are It's the shit So even if I hate your guts I'm still gonna pull through and call you on your birthday, and if I don't, it's because you've done something that repulsed me to a level where I just felt like you're non-deserved. Like you're you're gonna be all right whether I call you or not. So anybody that in physically like my old agent Cliff Camp out of Atlanta like texted me and was like another trip around the sun. So I appreciate Rodney, all those people, my attorney, you know, all those people that were either with me. My girlfriend Kendra made sure she called me like bright and early on my birthday. My siblings everybody. So I appreciate everybody. But now let me get to the to the nitty-gritty of it all. So, you know, I'm always y'all be getting on me so hard about the way that I treat men and so hard about the way mm, that I act and it's really not an act. And I'm here to tell y'all this. I don't ever ask anybody to really buy me anything for my birthday. Like I received some gifts last year and one of my favorite gifts is this Ace of Spades. Um, A friend of mine at the time He took There's a company that actually takes Champagne bottles and cuts them into Vases, vases, whatever you want to call it And cups And I purchased a Dom Pérignon cup For one of my sisters A Bel Air cup, a Perry Jouet cup And I wanted the grand Dame Of them all, the gold Ace of Spades cup It's like the best pimp cup chalice That you could ever have I mean I take the thing Every fucking wear with me Now I didn't take it camping Because I was doing too much But I mean it sits in my library Like in the, the, the glass case Waiting for special occasions For me to drink out of it Because that's what a clean You drink out of a fucking chalice A goblet So And it's literally The other half of an Ace of Spades bottle Insulated And I brought it to Puerto Rico With me like I bring it everywhere So long story short um, and my, like I said, my sisters, they all have champagne glasses that were cups, and shout out to Champagne Candle Company, and you can follow them on Instagram, at champagne candle Co. because they also make uh, candles, they space candles, really nice little, I like different shit. I don't like for somebody to come to my house and be like, oh, wow, you bought your furniture from, you know, he, Ashley Furniture, and the, oh, wow, that's the same Leather couch that so and so had. Like, I would like all my shit to be eclectic and different and just personalized. Like, I have friends that are artists that do paintings, that do photography, that I purchase their work specifically to be in my home or to appear in my books. So, you know, last year, and I got a book, I got Kurt Cobain's book last year. That was like, one of my better birthdays with gifts. And then, of course, you know, for my 40th, Kendra flew in. That was, like, a huge deal for me because she had just came back from Germany. You guys know the story about that. She shows up. We had to get her PD light because she's like, you know, German food is a little bit different. And then we all just chilled in Toronto because that's where I wanted to be. So for me, it's like I've done all this other shit, so I want to try to do not normal shit but just different shit. You know, so camping for me was very different. You know, I knew that there was a shower there, so it's not like I had to bathe in you know the the waters of Lake Minnetonka or anything like that. So, you know, I you know I have friends or I have you know guy friends or whatever, and you know the funny thing is, is they all act like they're so fucking into you until it's time to put up or shut up. And I don't have time for a vindictive motherfucker. I don't have time for somebody that's like, oh, you didn't do this on my birthday. Listen, I do whatever the fuck I want to do for you when I want to do it. The, it. Your your birthday is not necessary. I'm not that type of broad. Like, if I want to do something for you, I'm going to do it because that's what I wanted you to do. You know, and people keep forgetting, like, you know, I had the one guy that was like, I was like, hey, and by the way, thanks for, you know, shouting me out on my birthday. You started an argument with me minutes after midnight on my birthday. And shout-out to my girlfriend, uh, Carolyn, my little work wife, and Shandell. Um, they were actually the people that were with me at the clock turned midnight, you know, on my birthday. Made sure we went to 716. Shout-out to them. I had to do reviews on them as well. Um, had drinks, had fucking massive tacos, went to this other club, Duke's Bohemian Grove, actually, for the first time. Had a great time there. I uh, met up with one of the girls that I work with uh Last name Garino. Her son is one of the people that's on the A&E show. Um, he also was on American Ninja Warrior, some shit like that. We're going to get him on the show as well. i got to go through his agent, but we're definitely going to get him on the show. He's a little hottie, so and the girl, you girls are going to love him. But, you know, total athletic, at, you know, athletic ability is on 10, and then he owns a gym out, and I think at North Tonawanda does somewhere, and he does special programs for kids, like to be able to, for little kids to be able to go in there and work out. Um, he's doing his part. So, You know, love that, love that energy. And so my energy for my birthday was just, it it was amazing, just all the people. If Kendra was there, it would have been perfect. But my son was there, my family's there, my sister's there, you know, my brothers reached out. So, you know, when you have somebody that acts like they care about you so much and then they forget, like, oh, yeah, and by the way, she's the one that's taking me to Vegas, I don't have to buy you shit for your birthday. If I feel like I want to do something for you, I'm going to do it. It, it doesn't need to be a special occasion, and I think that that's where the low-budget and the low-class females that men deal with come in, and I don't fit into that category. So it's nothing for me to say, you know, all right, I'm going to go, you know what I'm saying, well, I'll take care of this and then whatever, whatever. Why wouldn't I want to, you know, go hang out in Vegas with a guy friend, something nice to look at that I know that for a fact he's going to make sure everything's good and we're taken care of out there? You think i give a shit about $472 because I don't? You know what I'm saying? I have to go anyway. You know, so so whether you go or not, it doesn't really make me any fucking difference. I burned, we burned what? We burned how much was that bill at motherfucking uh, STK in Atlanta? Would have been seven and change. Yeah, it was almost a G, but because of, you know, the fact that at the time we were with the press and we were doing a review on it and they had just opened up um, downtown Atlanta, hadn't done too many reviews, they gave us, like, fucking $300 off the bill, which was still 700 and then you got a tip. So, and that was just for what, four of us? Me, you, k Bugs, and Michelle. So, and that was for my homegirl's birthday. That was nothing. That was some shit that we ate, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And at Henny mojito. So when people talk about, you know, my lifestyle and this, that, and the third, like, this is not, and that's not the first time that me and Kate Boogs have got together and had damn near a, a, a restaurant bill that was a G. So it's not about the money. It's just about what's going to be special to you, you know. I'm fortunate that the men that I've dealt with or deal with, they're they're okay with the little things. They got everything else covered. You know, and if you read my book, Stay Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle, and create space, or you can go on my website, dot 123com My shit still works. Um, and I say that because a lot of motherfuckers, like, they had a website last year. They don't have it this year. It's not that hard. So, you know, I talk about what I've done for the men that I care about and the men that I love. It's nothing for me to get engraved shit, personalized shit, all that shit, but it's like... I shouldn't, if you're a man and you're a king and you want me to follow you, you should be leading me somewhere. So if you're, and not everybody is a king, right? We talk about this all the time. Not everybody is a queen. Not everybody is a king. Some of y'all got to be the workers. Some of y'all got to be the peasants. Some of y'all got to be the farmers. Some of y'all got to be the concubines. Some of y'all got to be the hoes. Some of y'all got to be the court justice. Some of y'all is here just for entertainment. So what I learned on my birthday is y'all a bunch of motherfucking jokers just juggling shit for my entertainment. And on my birthday, I did not want to be entertained. I wanted to feel loved, right? So I keep my friends and my family close, and this is why I don't bring people in my circle like that. You know, no matter what, I'm always going to feel loved because I love me, obviously. And then I have this boy, you know, my son, you know, and then I have my family, and I'm appreciated. So I never ask anybody for anything. When people say, like, what do you want for your birthday? I'll be like, I just want to spend time with you, right? Right. So my youngin', the original youngin', he reaches out and he says, and it's funny because he's like, I was going to call your show on Tell the Truth Tuesday, he's actually called the show before, you know, and another guy that I've dated has actually, another one has called the show during the time a guy was dating in California many, many moons ago. Um, and so they, they get a kick out of it until they're the butt of the joke, until <laughs> until they're the one that the wrath is being, you know, unleashed on. And it's not even about a wrath thing. It's about a let's keep it real thing. I never ask anybody for fucking anything. All I want is your time, and that's free. And so it's very funny that, look, look at that. So it's very, look, at the, look at the universe. So even if the jackhole of the day, exactly. So if I'm not asking you for anything, right, for you to not be able to say, here's a card, or here's some ice cream. You know, I know you like mint chocolate chip, or whatever, whatever. I don't ask for nothing because I don't need nothing. You know what I mean? I remember a time... When it was my birthday, I was asking for tuition, you know what I'm saying, yeah. because I didn't have it, and school was what was important. And right now, what's important to me is people that are able to spend their time with me. Because if you can spend your time with me, the money doesn't matter, right? Because like, what, 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 what were you, what were you gonna buy me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, the the gentleman that I'm speaking of, my original youngin, he says, he says to me, okay, you know, happy birthday, I love you, and I'm like, no, you don't. And he's like, I would have came, came for you. I'm going to go find you in the woods. I was like, nah. You know what I mean? Because you wasn't invited because you full of shit. And we've gone through this full of shitness for many, many years now. Because y'all remember, when I deal with a motherfucker, it's for years and years and years and years. So, and that wasn't even the person that I wanted the affection from. The person that I actually wanted the affection from. I couldn't get it the fuck together. And I always has to continue to regurgitate the fact that I didn't do anything for his birthday. But I think that... Why would I have to do something for your birthday and you were supposed to be coming to Vegas? Like, I don't get it. You know, so it, it just it's just a situation where it's like, you know, hey, thanks a lot for everything that you've done for me for my birthday and during this time that I was off, but I can see clearly now the rain is gone. You know, and then people wonder why you can't come to my house because I can't go to your house. So what the fuck is up with that? Like, you think I'm stupid? I didn't make it this far on earth being stupid. You understand what I'm saying? And if a a young lady was to come and tell me that, some of my young queens were to come and tell me this exact same thing, I'd be like, he's probably living with somebody or he's fucking another bitch or whatever, whatever. You're not that important. And so nobody likes to feel not important, right? I'm important in my own fucking mind. I do fucking million man marches in my mind all the motherfucking time. So I don't need you to make me feel important. I just need to feel loved. I don't want you to love me. I just need to feel loved. And I need to feel the same thing that I give out. I don't give out a negative energy. I don't give out a hateful energy. And especially on my birthday, the the power in that was that feminine energy and that loving energy, and then it was just a full moon that week. There were so many magical things that could have happened, right? That did happen, by the way. But if you weren't included in that, that was your choice. And so now I can't choose you after June 24th because – you didn't choose me on June 24th and so like we could be cool and we could speak and shit like that but it's like I have no interest in anything that you're fucking talking about like you really you know what I'm saying like like well I always tell kids I was like oh my god they ruined my birthday everything for me is like so dramatic it's like oh my god it's ruined You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you couldn't come up with something to do, whether that be to take me on the water and go grab something to eat or an ice cream or a a fucking haystack sandwich from Silo, then you really don't fuck with me like that. So then there's no hard fucking feelings. So then you shouldn't feel bad when I move on with motherfuckers that did try to make a difference on my birthday and with people that are doing what the fuck they say they're going to do. You understand what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that it's, I I have said this to y'all before, that it's the young ones that are actually handling business, and it's not the older motherfuckers. It's not the 32-year-old. My other youngin' is is getting ready to be 30 years old in actually two weeks. I don't give a fuck, because at this point, you keep saying shit because you think that that that's what I want to hear. I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to see your face, get a hug and a kiss for my birthday, and that's that. Maybe share something to eat with you. Not even necessarily something to drink, but you don't respect my time. So, therefore, if in seven days you couldn't come up with a plan to say happy birthday, Denise, or here's one flower that I picked from a fucking garden around the corner because I don't need anything, right? Then then we're not we're not the same type of people, you know, and a lot of people have to learn that just you know and I tell people all the time like that's what they do, that's not what we do you know what I'm saying it's very normal for me to Day. And if it's not something that's ritualistically something that I do, if that's what's in this person's custom, I'm going to stay and do it because that's a respectful thing to do. And I also told you guys before, like, I'm not an apologizer. If I said something, I probably ninety nine, 100% of the time I meant it. So you have to be careful of people that are always apologizing and then they don't fix the behavior. So there was a situation where the young ladies that we were out there with, they left a the day early, and that's okay. But here's where it was, I think, kind of rude to me is when – you go to leave, and then you're like, are you going to be okay? And I'm like, no, actually, because we're, now we're down to one car, my truck, right? So that truck has to accommodate six people and all the shit that we brought camping. So the epiphany is now that I've told you, no, it's not okay, and you're still like, okay, I'm going to leave. This is why I tell you I don't accept apologies because they don't mean the shit. They're just saying it just to be appropriate right so here i am in a situation where i'm stuck with like my family these kids you know and everything and we have to figure out how we're going to get six people back in a truck plus the griddle and the fucking you know the the tent and everything everything and you just didn't care. And I think that I didn't mind that you left because maybe camping isn't everybody's thing, but it was nice. Taffahannock Park, there were showers, there was electricity there. It's not like we were really in the woods, like fucking deliverance or anything like that. But, you know, we were out in the cut. It was 10 miles to, the, to Ithaca, which is the next city over. And I didn't mind that. I needed to be unplugged from the world. So the reason that the show is called Alchemy is because when you take a mixture of all those things, Right. And you call upon, you know, the universe and the sun and the stars and the moon and you say, help me figure out what is my next move? What is my next step? There's something that goes on. Right. So these are all things that are working in your favor. It's 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 a big melting pot of everything that's working in my favor. So I don't have to if I have to ask myself more than once, then I already know the answer. Right. So at the end of the day, it's just like it would be great. If somebody cared about me as much as I care about them, but when you have situations like death or situations like birthdays or situations like holidays, which to me are no war zones, and you can't get any response. Like, I didn't even see anybody on my birthday besides my family, and I specifically didn't even leave until 3 o'clock in the afternoon with a, with a caravan of cars and trucks. Right. And so to not even, and one of them, well, first of all, both of them had access to me prior to that. But yet, someone that's not even in the same city can make sure that they sent a message and they sent a video and they sent, you know, happy birthday, Denise, and whatever, whatever, see you soon. That to me means more than anything anybody else could have done because that means that you took time out of your day, you know, to come hang out with me. Now, my family took a couple of days out of their schedule. So even however brief, the young ladies that came up for the day, I appreciate the fact that you were out of your element and that you came up for the day to spend it with me, you know, this old biddy that's 10 years older than you, 15 years older than you, and, you know, you went back to your natural habitat. My natural habitat is anywhere that I feel peace. You know, so I feel, you know, I felt at peace you know, in the woods and being around my family and being around all that love. And so for me, if it's not love, then I don't need it. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't mean love, like, in the sense of, like, someone being in love with me. I don't need that. That's too much fucking responsibility. Love is a responsibility, but just that feeling. So if I don't feel like I'm wanted or if I don't feel like I'm loved, I'm going to go where I feel like I'm loved and wanted, not worship. Worship is a whole other thing. See, men get worship and love confused. A woman can can worship you all day long. That doesn't mean that she has your best interest, and it doesn't mean that she gives a fuck about you. She just likes what she sees. She's worshiping an image, idolatry. You have to be careful of that that is very different than someone that cares about you, that's genuinely like, hey, did you eat today? You good? Uh, uh, There was a stabbing over on such and such street. You all right? I haven't heard from you today. And so I no longer feel like I need to do that or check in with anybody that didn't check in on me on the day that I was birthed into this cold, cold world, you know what I'm saying, because I just don't need it and I don't need you. And so, unfortunately, you know, one of the epiphanies is that, again, I did not choose wrong. My people are always going to be my people And those are the people that are going to be around me in death Those are the people that are going to be around me in life And I just choose to spend time with those people And, you know, I'm I'm a ruthless, ignorant motherfucker So at the end of the day, you know People say like, oh, you, you know you you shouldn't cuss so much. I cuss because that's what the fuck I feel like doing, because I have a dictionary and plethora of other words that I could be using, but I choose not to because I don't care. And obviously there is something about you that makes me repulsed and I feel like I need to cuss. There are certain people I've never cussed around, like certain family members, things like that, and so maybe it's that I don't respect you enough to respect your ears. And especially since you're asking me not to cuss. You want me to be everything that... The chicks that you, you you deal with are not. But at the same time, then you're going to go choose a chick that does cuss, that does wear pack weed, that does wear weed that she bought off the Internet, that <laughs> does whiten her teeth with the 1999 things just because black China did it. These are the types of women that you're going to choose anyway. So I'm not any different. I'm not special, and so that's why as women, and especially men too, you have to make sure that if you're in your own element, you have to find whatever mixture of people, whatever mixture of emotions works for you. And for me, although I don't like being in love, I like feeling love. I like feeling respected, and I like feeling honored because I would never want to make someone else feel like they weren't loved, respected, or honored, Right? So at the end of the day, I don't need any type of situation that's going to cause me any kind of problems. I don't want to argue with people. I'm over it. I don't need to do anything. You may need to do it. You needed me. I don't need you. And that's what makes me one of the most dangerous creatures in the, in the feminine energy is the fact that I don't need you. If I want you, that's different. But I definitely don't need you. It's the men that come to me and they need me for something. Right? They need me to make them feel some type of way or to boost their self-esteem. I ain't going to front the 26-year-old that I was dealing with a couple months ago before he went back to North Carolina. I needed him to boost my self-esteem at that time. He was he was good for my self-esteem. He's gorgeous. He's fit. He's attentive. Why wouldn't I? You know what I'm saying? We have a good time, and he gives off the energy of a man 20 years his senior. You know what I'm saying? So. In in the end, I I do a mixture of what fucking works for me. So at this time, if if you couldn't come through for me on my birthday, and like I said, I don't even ask for gifts. I just ask for time. Time is free. Then it's you that needed me because I don't need you. So we gonna end the show with something apropos. <laughs>
1: Oh. I was good on my own, that's the way it was, that's the way it was, you was good on the love for a faded fuck, I'm some faded love. shit what the fuck you complaining for, feeling dead up. used to trip off that shit, I was kicking to you, had some fun on the run though, i would give it to you for baby. You were just another nigga on the hill Trying to fix any issues with a bad bitch Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse and a carriage But you never could imagine Never thought you could have it You need Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse and carriage. But you never could imagine. Never thought you could have it. You need